BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's now time for news headlines with Molly on the big party show. Well, uh, some parents in Sarpy County are on high alert after a little bit of a scare. A man tried to lure a young girl into a van on Monday. The girl did the right thing. She ran away. It happened near 151st Street and Giles Road. And now neighborhoods are uh, stepping up. They're taking uh, shifts in order to man bus stops to make sure that none of this happens again. The young girl was walking home from Anderson Middle School when she was approached by a white male in a white van with tinted windows. So anybody with information, you should contact the authorities if you see anything suspicious. Stranger danger. Yes. And they're reminding parents to once again maybe have that chat with your kids, even if you've had it before, just to refresh. Like, hey, what would you do if somebody came up, if they needed help, if they were trying to, you know, you know, say, hey, I got this, what would you do? Always. And if you got a fight, kick them in the nuts. <laughs> have they grab you, jam your thumbs into their eyeballs. Uh, and uh, a, um, a legal victory for the defense in the Anthony Garcia murder trial. A judge has ruled that evidence that the prosecution had hoped to use from bloodhound tracking is not admissible in court. In previous testimony, an investigator says uh, that a dog had picked up scents off the clothing of the victims in the Dundee murders in 2008, and the dog also followed it to the cul-de-sac where Garcia was living in Terre Haute, Indiana. Now, the judge noted that the Nebraska Supreme Court has found that that type of evidence is can be unreliable. And the University of Nebraska-Lincoln has a new leader. Uh, university has named Ronnie Green as its new chancellor. He was currently serving as the University of Nebraska's vice president for agriculture and natural resources. Sharonne! Right. Yeah. Uh, uh, so the reign of Harvey Perlman has ended. Yes, it will end June 30th. Uh, the paycheck for uh, the chancellor position, $430,000 a year, oh, so cheap. as well as $24,000 annual housing allowance, and you'll get either a new car or a $96,000 year, uh, yearly vehicle allowance. And this is the spot oh. where you get, to renew, you get to renew everybody's contract even when they have a losing year. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You renew their contract, so then if you have to fire them, you have to pay out their contract for like seven years. <laughs> and how many times did Harvey do that to us? Uh, more, than, more than I'd like to admit. Well, we had Callahan, and, Callahan. Then we had, uh, and then we had uh, Polini, so at least mm-hmm. twice that I can think of. We had little Solich. Remember our little was buddy Solich, Solich under Perlman? I believe so. I think I think uh, Has Solich he been hired that long? Peterson. Okay. Yeah, I think that was. Uh, I mean, that's the AD. Now yeah. we have Icorse as an AD. I mean, the, the, the AD makes the call, but he answers to the Chancellor. It's sort the of like Chancellor. Star Wars. It's sort of like Star Wars. Chancellor. It's sort of like uh, in the Star Wars realm of the Empire, Sean Icorse would be Darth Vader. Okay. But Darth Vader always has to answer to the spirit. Oh, yeah. To the Emperor. To some kind of Emperor. That's, that would be Harvey Perlman. Or this Ooh. new guy, Sharonne. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's like, hi. 
I'm not trying. We need to cue up that music next time whenever he comes up and stuff. You know how we always have the street to the freaks come out at night for oh, freaks. Oh yeah, for freaks. <laughs> Shy yeah. Don't worry, Shy Ronnie. You're gonna get your own music. You He's like, your, I'm so pleased. You have your theme song. This is, yeah. Uh, this is Freak's uh, theme song. What does he do? He's the. Uh, He's in charge of prisons. Yeah, He's the prisons. Department of Corrections. So we just imagine him skating on through the prisons with a boombox on his shoulder. Freak's come out at night. Ooh, with some fixing super short stuff. shorts. Fixing stuff. Yeah. Long hair. Right. All right. What? All right. Speaking of the Department of Corrections, Freak's. A staff member at the Lincoln Correctional Center was assaulted by an inmate. Happened yesterday morning. An inmate refused orders to leave an area and then struck the staff member. Man, what is going on lately? The I don't getting know. Uh, other corrections officers helped to subdue the inmate. Staff member was struck, was not hurt, declined medical treatment. But another staff member who helped to subdue the inmate was taken to the hospital as a precaution for injuries. But the incident is under investigation. And tonight uh, is the home opener for the Omaha Storm Chasers. Mm. Werner Park, first pitch, 7.05 tonight, going up against the uh, New Orleans Zephyrs. And you can see our very own J.J. Ryan throw up the first pitch, along with Ryan McPike from KMTV. A bunch of people from the Scripps Broadcast Group. All of the Ryans. Yeah, we've got our. We, we're sending out our strongest Ryan's, both JJ and McPike. Oh boy! And uh, the storm chase is supposed to be really good tonight. Is a thirsty Thursday. We're excited that baseball started out at Werner, um, but they're supposed to be really good. The guys, uh, we've got this new guy Cody Decker, um, who's supposed to be a Triple A stud. We've got the returning Pacific Coast League batting champ Jose Martinez. I want to go. Brett Eibner. Uh, the great Balbino, so in some strong pitching. So you know we're the AAA affiliate of the mm-hmm. World Series champion Kansas City Royals. Well, and like you said, today is Thirsty Thursday, which mm-hmm. it's interesting because today is also National Beer Day. Yeah, it is. It's ching a, ching. Yeah, uh, it's celebrated in the U.S. on April seventh because this was it was on this day in 1933 that the sale of alcoholic beer became legal again. They ended prohibition on April seventh, 1933. Really, National Beer. Yeah, a month earlier, uh, President Franklin Delano Roosevelt, FDR, had signed legislation that ended the Prohibition era. God, can you imagine? It's a pretty interesting thing. All the different, you know, it it, um, women's suffrage became tied in, you know, with Prohibition. It was Mm -hmm. a little bit of like, well, you better start treating us right, us ladies. Yeah, give us the vote, or you're not going to get your booze back. And they're like, fine. Um, Here's your beer. And it it was a boost to the economy. Mm -hmm. Remember that was just the line they used to say: "It's time for America to have a drink." Yes. So yes. people have tried to, the Haymans always try and tie that in. Like, hey man, and the prohibition on weed, man, it'll be good for the economy. <laughs> have, like, a no. have a toke. Have a toke, man. Have a toke and a smile. So, the Haymans. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's unbelievable to think, I mean, the three of us alone, how much time we've collectively spent at bars or hanging out, oh, you know, watching. That, I, can that probably, would be, I can probably beat a lot of people's records and not, not to be proud of, but yeah. We but could probably, take it off the table. Like, yeah. What would you do? Like, where would you go? If you went out to dinner and you tried to order a beer or a glass of wine, it's like, I'm sorry, that's against the law. 
Like, I will gladly it's awful. give you a soda pop. I was like, just trying to buy alcohol, booze, um, <laughs> on Sunday, and they took it away from me 20 minutes before I can buy it at the store because, you know, I can't buy hard liquor before noon. That's <laughs> how why? I can relate to that. I was like, this sucks. I got to come all the way back in 20 minutes. But you got to admit, we do, a, the, the, as a nation, we have a drinking problem. Oh, God, yes. And so that's yeah. what it was back then. A lot of it was tied into blue laws, you know? Guys, yeah. you weren't getting guys to go to church anymore. Families falling apart. Remember yep. the the, mm-hmm. the suffrage, or uh, uh, I'm trying to think what, what the temperance movement. Yes, it was a lot of these women, these ladies groups coming out and saying, you know what, the American family's falling apart. We can't get the 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 father to go to work to go to church. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, it was kind of unregulated. I mean, they're really it was sort of the wild wild west. I feel like uh, obviously as a country, and maybe it was thanks to prohibition, we had a reset and we've got a handle on it. You know, right. Um, I mean, you even look at, it's interesting, like you bring up Mad Men every once in a while, Jeff, and it's like, you know, there was a time where drinking in the office, having a, having just, you know, having a bar cart there and like, whew, man, that was a tough phone call. I'm going to have a drink. I mean, people do it now. It's also still, I I worked for a radio group. I worked for a radio group once, not here, and they were great people. And I remember on a Friday, every once in a while, the general manager um, she would come down and knock on my door. I'd be making commercials, and she'd hand me a beer and say, come up real quick and just say hi to everybody. And they were, everyone in the office was having a beer, like they brought in. Yep. That's nice. And not in excess. One, yeah. one beer. Hey, you guys, good week. See yeah. you on Monday. And it was rare, but I always thought that was really cool. And she'd knock on the door and be like, here, have a beer. Like, don't check yeah. out. Come in and, and say hi. That's neat. I like that. But in an HR world, you can't do that anymore now. Some people do, but it's usually like the executive level. Like, I've heard of friends doing it, and they're like, oh, we'll go up to the vice president's office and, you know, on Friday, and we'll have a cocktail. There'll be bites there and stuff like that, and people have a drink before they head home. You know, just sort of like a, all right, good work, like you said, like, good week, everybody, and it's sort of... You know, a way to rub elbows with the higher ups, but then it's, you know, one and done. I mean, people aren't lingering. Um, All right, so it's beer day. Beer day. Beer day. Have if there wasn't an excuse, thirsty Thursday. Right, right. So thirsty Thursday. What are they also doing this year? They're doing Tall Boy Tuesdays. Tall Boy Ooh. Tuesdays. That's right. That mm-hmm. sounds good. It's so fun. People, it's, go once this year at least. The storm chasers. It's so game. fun. It's a blast. You'll you'll wonder why you don't do it more often. And they've got know? that centrist family fun area. Where it's like all the, I mean, if you've got kids, like the bouncy houses and the slides and all that crazy stuff. Yeah. It's That's like what impossible. we always say. That's what we always say is that the game, the baseball <laughs> game, is actually a distraction yeah. from, <laughs> from all everything. the fun. Right, from all the other stuff. Um, the burning question for a lot of guys, how long should you wait between haircuts? I guess uh, a, a very uh, hip Brooklyn barber weighed in and saying it de- uh, depends on a variety of factors, including how, quote-unquote, crispy <laughs> uh, or done you're trying to look. Like, they're saying that there are clients that typically come in every two to three weeks, but there is such a thing as overdoing it. They say that you can get your hair cut too much. If you keep asking for the same thing and you keep going every, like, two weeks, it's just going to get shorter and shorter. You're going to have, like, no hair left. But if you let your hair, they say, um, if you want your hair to look good for a wedding or a special event, get it cut a few days out. Um, I guess some barbers say, this is a funny line, the only difference between a good haircut and a bad haircut is three days. Three days, huh? Yeah, and I would say that. Haven't you ever gone in for a haircut? For a man. Yeah, and then yeah. like all of a sudden it, it, it settles. Like yeah. two days later, it, like when you initially walk out, you're like, I hate this. What did I do? 
And then, like three days later, a guy will turn around and be like, "You know what? It's kind of it's it's yeah, it, just, it, it just comes out." It, it yeah. I buzz my own, but yeah. we were joking off the air about what used to always drive me nuts is guys don't go to really nice salons. We I would literally go to supercuts. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's because a lot of money. What's the difference? It's still a fifteen dollar haircut. If you go to a nice one and they charge you seventy, yeah. you're still getting a fifteen dollar haircut. But what always drove me nuts is that they would always, they wouldn't listen to you. It was pretty oh, yeah. simple. Yeah. Like, keep it very simple, dude. Don't screw up the bangs. And you can, you can tell when they're like, oh, God. No, you keep and then they want to put product in your hair. You're done. And they're like, do you want some gel? Yeah. I'm like, no, I didn't come in with gel in it. You obviously screwed it up, you dope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they had, oh, yeah. they ruin your confidence. You're like, I can tell that you're embarrassed for what you just did to me. <laughs> Thanks but a I lot. But this is, okay, talk Jenny. about a ringing endorsement for Supercuts. Yeah. I t- so I was taking my little guy in to get a haircut, and everybody's like, just take him to Supercuts. Like, you Man. can get gouged at some Cheap. of these kid places. And I'm like, Supercuts, okay, whatever. I go, there's Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is Saturday Night Live fame with his son getting Supercuts. I was like, well, if it's good enough for a $500 tennis shoe guy. Wow, I mean, that's yeah. awesome. I mean, yeah. but it was like so funny. My, like, lo- was- my little nephew Colin is getting his hair cut today. Is he? I saw one of his First barbers time? last night. They know him. They get excited. No, but I'm sad because he's been, he's his hair is so long. He's so pretty. Is that a pro? teacher's been requesting no. haircuts. Yeah. The teachers have been saying he, he needs to cut his hair. It's in his head. It's in his eyes. But his hair is real and it's blonde. And it's straight. It's, it's so straight. Pretty. It is like what Hulk Hogan is trying to recreate with his fake tassel hair. Yes. <laughs> Colin has just the straight blonde hair that when he turns his head, it just it just swings blows. like a chandelier. He has his beautiful mother's hair. I mean, oh, wow. seriously, he's got Jamie's hair. It's just it's so. I mean, it's it's just golden wheat blonde. I mean, it's just I feel white like blonde. you should never cut it. Like especially like boys enjoy it while you have it steve king here in the building he's growing it has out refused to cut his hair he's got good hair yeah but he he looks like a homeless person <laughs> yeah it. it looks pretty greasy and, and and it looks like he's wearing it looks like he woke up in the morning and picked his head up hair off of a uh like a mannequin head and plopped it back on his right. head it looks or he like slept a helmet. in the street you know what i'm hearing <laughs> i'm hearing a lot of hair jealousy guys oh god no I, I actually went a month without cutting my hair and i couldn't stand it i was trying to bring back the comb over I, I just don't have that much time to sit there and mess the with comb over yeah the comb wow over. that would be please don't do that <laughs> wileen please don't do that wileen. oh my god was wileen like this is a horrible experiment that's going to end with the death of our relationship how does she do, how does that go does your girlfriend tell you when it's time for haircut well on that one i just walked into the uh the the, the restroom and there was a clipper sitting on the the uh, I'm on so the counter. Aggressive. <laughs> yes. She was like, "Here, here's a little that hint." That was the invisible hand. Yeah. <laughs> it is time. So yeah, yeah. I just said okay. Just like you I, I mean, it, was, it was long enough to where I can moisten my hands and, Stop it. and lay my hair down. It was Stop actually it. I haven't been like that in years. So man. the average the average American male should get his hair cut how often? They say every three to six weeks, depending on the haircut. Because sometimes, like right now, the hipsters, like it's all about uh, keeping it tight on the sides. And, yeah. you know, like that faux hawk where it's like really long on the Get top. But then like shorn on the sides. So that probably needs a little bit. But they say three to six weeks. Usually that's the typical length for a and lot of the And you like clients. the man bun. It seems like all the ladies love, I love the man, the man bun. I love the man bun. I love it. I wish my I wish my son I wish my husband would just get out of the way and let me. I just, wish Peter would get a man bun. Oh my God, that would be the worst. I'm like, love it. Listen, All right, we got a break. Republican dad hair. Okay, four zero two nine three ninety four hundred. A quick couple calls here. Uh, what's up, man? What can we do for you? I just had a quick comment about the Morrissey show in Omaha. Yeah, my wife and I went. Great show, good time, but the shirt the shirt coming off. 
could have done without it was the fat, sweaty Elvis version. Oh, no. Like how many songs then did he take a shoot? I just all I, I read was the review. I can't recall, and I I think he did it twice. And I think we went and had drinks with friends afterwards, and most of the women were of the same uh, thought process. Like great show, but man, I'm I'm just scarred by that memory. <laughs> He's not exactly what you would call fit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Of, yeah, and you know, with his raging ego, he probably thought he was just beautiful. As Oh, I looked all this. Yeah, exactly. You're like, uh... Did he make you feel like the smartest guy, uh, smartest people in, in Omaha there? Yeah, it's an older, older, politer crowd, kind of DeGan's, uh, Mike DeGan's age. Okay. Well, and Smith's fans, right? Smith's fans, yeah, uh, from, uh, uh, from back in the day. But it was just, uh, everybody is very polite. Otherwise, we would have said, you know, maybe you should keep that on. <laughs> you remember, those guys grew up in glam rock. You remember yeah. glam rock rockers would yes. dress and gender bender stuff. And Morrissey said that when he saw Johnny Marr, in a bar, he was fascinated by the clothes Johnny Marr was wearing. Oh, really? And he was like the prettiest person. And that's, that's kind of how they, they connected with like their... Like a pretty lady. Flowing garb. Yeah. <laughs> and then made awesome music. Alright. Yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that. Hey, thanks, bit. man. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, my friend. Take care. Alright, you too, buddy. Alright, 402-938-9400. Again, that's in. Win $5,000 cash. A $5,000 shopping spree. A trip for four to Disney World. And more. It's Pick Your Prize on Omaha's number one hit music station, Channel 94.1. Hey, this is Jenny. Hi, Jenny. What, what's up, dear? What can we do for you? I just wanted to tell Jeff thank you. I just heard recently the organ donation commercial that he did. Ah. And my daughter almost didn't make it in time to get her donor. So I wanted to tell him thank you, and we really appreciate when people try to advocate for that. Yeah, it's uh, April is uh, Organ Donor Month. So what? So what's yeah. the story of your daughter? Yeah. That's good. News. Like, what did she need, and what happened? Um, she was born with a genetic disorder, and we really had no idea until she was born. Um, and she ended up having a triple organ transplant when she was eight months old. Holy cow! My gosh, triple yeah. organs. Which ones did she have to have? Um, she got liver, small bowel, and pancreas. Goodness, oh little Lord. lady. Yeah. I know. What She's hospital? Tough as nails. <laughs> what uh, hospital? The med center. Yep, oh, that's the med great. center in Omaha. And how long ago was that? What? How long ago was that? Um, that was in 2006. Okay. So she is a little fighter. Look at this, 10 years later. Yeah. And how long was that process that you guys were going through the surgeries and stuff? Oh, God. Um, I think a lot of people don't realize that you can't get listed as, a, as needing a donor just because you know you need one. You know, just because they knew at some point she needed a transplant, that doesn't matter. You actually have to... You have to be enlist, right? Yeah, you have to be sick. You have to have symptoms before you can even get on the list. And I think that's what people don't realize. That's why so many people die waiting because you're already sick. Oh, my gosh. And she ended up waiting five months. So, you know, but she got listed in May and she didn't get her transplant until October. So by the time she actually got her transplant, she was pretty sick. Oh, little lady. Well, we're glad that she's great. Yes. So thanks for calling. You know, there's a plot line in House of Cards in the new Netflix season of House of Cards where uh, someone needs an organ transplant. And I thought, I bet you they'll, they've got to be loving this. Oh, Because all the yeah. main characters oh, yeah. are going on the website and they're reading about the transplant list. And, I mean, I, giving yeah. something a little bit away, the President of the United States. Imagine if the President of the United States was on the list. Yeah. What would he, you do? Because he needs an organ. Well, yeah. and the great, thing, the great thing about the med center 
you know, at the time when she had her transplant, they weren't doing a lot of small bowel transplants yet. And yeah, that's there little. were only three places in the country that they were doing those, and Omaha happened to be one of them. Well, and really? the other two, yeah, the other two were Boston and um, in Miami. So, you know, you really would have to travel. I've yeah. heard we didn't forth. have to go very far. I remember hearing of a story because I, I worked at KMTV out of college, and, and there was a medical show that we used to produce here on KMTV, and I was like the camera guy. And we used to film all of it at the med center. And I remember one of the stories we did was a little girl who was basically born without a complete bowel system. Okay. Like she only had an inch of intestines. Oh, wow. Okay. And she lived, but it was a long period of surgeries where they basically just had a semi-permanent zipper in her belly. Oh, my gosh. Because they were constantly opening, zipping, going in, working on it. And they were able to give her some level of a bowel transplant. You know, oh, wow. and she was healthy, and, and it was an incredible medical story. But on a side note, I just remember we were filming, we are interviewing the parents, and I'm like, the t- amount of stress oh, the and sleep. the strength of these parents. And they, were from, they weren't from Omaha. They came yeah. here to have that, that procedure, and so there's that housing where you stay right. at. Mm-hmm. There's a, you Ronald hear McDonald about, House. The Ronald McDonald House, that's what the incredible organizations when you hear about that. They're putting up, up families that are in from somewhere else, and think the stress level. That that's got to be, you know, and you're gonna yeah. they're gonna wait and go through any process to save the their stress kids, and the strength and every. I mean, I'm sure you ride through every emotion. On I something met like I that. met some families that you know they basically split in half. The mom came to Omaha and you know found an apartment, stayed here with her kid as they were going through the transplant process before, during, and after. And then you know there's a waiting period. If you live far away, they don't just let you go home. You have to stay and prove that you're able to take care of your child before you can go home. So then, you know, the other half of the family is, is still wherever, at home, and, and they just have to visit. And it's, it's so hard. I'm thankful that we were able to just drive back and forth. Yeah. Well, thank well, you for calling yeah, this morning. Yeah, so much. And, and sharing, because yeah. it's important that, you know, people share as well their stories uh, when yeah, it comes bet. to this. So. All right, dear. Thanks, sweetie. Uh, yeah, thank you. Have a good day. Yep. Yeah, Nebra- Nebraska's you. website is nedonation.org, and that's just the thing. It's, to me, it's always, it's always seemed like a no-brainer. Like, if you get a driver's license, yes. where you can go online and do it and just designate that you're an organ donor. I mean, it won't... We're all going to live forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's sure. My goal is to live forever, but something happens. You and won't you have to worry something. about it. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would literally probably be... The greatest accomplishment you've ever right. done. Let's. I'm sure we're all going to go do amazing things, but what if like my heart or my kidneys saved someone? Eyes, whatever. Yeah, something yeah. and something like that, and just gave someone more life than than what they have. So, but people you are know, squeamish, so. especially when you're younger. I think it's understandable that you're like, no way, you 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 can't even go there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that website's got a lot of deals. That's got a lot of information on there that sort of eases these sort of misnomers that are out there. There's a lot of misinformation, people think. Yeah. So Check it out on the site if you have any questions. Replaying all day on your smartphone, mobile device, and at channel941.com. The Big Party Show podcast from Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1. Hey, it's Rick the Waiter. Hey, Rick the Waiter. What's up, bud? Hey, just love the show. You guys always have the best comments and hit, but Tall Boy Tuesday reminded me of a flashback. Maybe you remember when I was talking about mom making creamed eggs and on potato chips for breakfast. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Tall Boy Tuesday told mom I had a bad day at school. 
She gave me a tall boy and 20 milligrams of Valium. My lips may never walk again. What? <laughs> Hold on a second. Your mom? Yeah, she was like Nurse Jackie, let me tell you. Oh, my God. Is, is your mom still with us? Uh, no. Oh, I'm just, yeah. Uh, don't have to worry about sending the Mother's Day card this year. God bless her. Oh. <laughs> tall Boy Tuesday. Well, yeah. we're, the next Tall Boy Tuesday we'll have to celebrate in, in honor of your mother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, better life through chemistry. She was a gem. Hey, Rick, where do you work at, Rick the Waiter? Where do I work? Yeah. Uh, I do music and money. Okay. I do music at pain clinics, and then I do really fun stuff with Bunny M and Regency. Okay. Yeah. Got mm -hmm. a lot of fun uh, when it was okay to drink at work. One one of the brokerage houses always also had this huge pile of cocaine. Oh! Holy cats! Wow! Well, that's what's. Yeah, I hear that every day. We're all watching that HBO show. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's called Vinyl. Yeah. And it yeah. is the music yeah. industry in the in the seventies. And eighties, and they yeah. do cocaine at work, and then and then yeah. you watch Mad Men, which was the fifties and sixties where they drink at work. It's like I watch these shows, and I almost get mad at my dad's generation because they had it going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, you had it all. I, I used to work for Spiegel Catalog in the warehouses in Chicago, and the Teamsters Union and the union negotiator they always had a lot of booze to kind of negotiate the contracts. It and, helps. Uh, Wow, <laughs> it, it was it was wild. I just don't know how you could have a drink and then get any work done the rest of the day. I know. I mean, the give a shit factor kind of goes, you know. I'll bet. Yeah. I'll bet. Yeah. But yeah. hey, thanks for all that you do. I just Dang. love the show. Hey, thanks, buddy. Thanks, thanks Rick. Friend. Take care. Call him more often, buddy. Okay. Well, you know, thanks. if you do it right yeah. in a day, you're supposed to do. You're supposed to get all your really hard work done early. Yes. Early. Absolutely. You're supposed to knock out the hardest thing in the day. First and kick back, right? When you're because you're in theory you're unsocial when you get to work, so you're supposed to do busy work. Yes, I think. And then later on in the day, when your creative juices, that's when you can do the light work, and that's the time to walk around and glad hand and network. Yeah, you don't glad hand in the beginning of the day. That just shows that you're not doing anything. You know, just bury your nose and glad hand later. All right, celebrity news, Molly. <laughs> <laughs> Little common sense from party. Well. Uh, NBC announced that they are getting into the true crime anthology business, you know, after seeing that the jinx on HBO did really well and making a murder on Netflix. Then let's not forget that FX's American Crime Story just wrapped up the People vs. O.J. Simpson and everybody loved it. Now comes word that the Law & Order is going to have a spinoff called Law & Order True Crime, and it's going to focus its first season on the Menendez brothers, Lyle and Eric they were the uh, the brothers from Beverly Hills that were convicted in 1994 for the uh, 1989 murder of their parents. No word on who's going to be playing who. That'll be interesting to see like what big names they attract to play it. But that's that'll be our next true crime drama played out. And um, it looks like Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner may be considering a move across the pond. They could be putting aside their differences to buy a home together in London for them and their three kids. Uh, they're renting a North London home this May so that the family can stay intact while Ben Affleck is shooting that Justice League. You know, he's tied into that whole oh, franchise right, now. Because he's Batman. And they're uh, filming it over at those big studios in London. The, um, and so it's just keeping the family together. Put your differences aside. Maybe move over there for the summer. Who knows? Maybe just get a place. And uh, FYI Network has pulled the plug on Khloe Kardashian's talk show, Cocktails with Khloe. Really? Yeah. It was cocktails spelled with a K.
Um, yeah, Cocktails with Chloe. They previously announced they were ordering 15 more episodes uh, after the premiere episode air in February, and now they're saying, we're done. Um, the final episode, though, is going to probably be worth checking out if you were going to check one out because it's going to have John Legend, his wife Chrissy Teigen, and then Kanye West and uh, Kim Kardashian. They're all going to be boozing it up. I watched some of it the other day. Mm-hmm. It's so... Is it good or bad? I mean, it's terrible. It's just basically watching a bunch of people sit around drinking Cosmos. But the thing that was so funny is you know that the bartender got the word of like, do not refill Chloe's glass, but like get everybody that's at the table sauced. Because he was going around and, you know, with the martini shaker and like filling it while they were all talking. And then he gets to like Chloe's and it's like, pretend poor. But then he gets to like the next person and it's like, glug, 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 glug. Oh, so they got to keep her straight. Right. Right. Well, I mean, I wonder if she's like, hey, listen, let's just, you know, I'll, I'll pretend you know, get my drink on, but we'll get try to get everybody else drunk to see if maybe they'll say stuff. Yeah, obviously that family, they, they like to have a lot of drinks. Cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> um, the end of The People versus O.J. Simpson. I finally watched Bam! the second half of it yesterday. That's great. And that is, the lasting image is, is um, Nicole Brown mm-hmm. and Ron Goldman. I thought it was pretty powerful and, and tastefully done. Yeah. Um, but they go through the images of all the characters, and they do. They show Chris Jenner, and they say uh, that she created a billion-dollar empire. Isn't that crazy? Basically, based on OJ. Yeah. Is what it eventually, the OJ Simpson trial created um, reality television. Mm-hmm. The twenty-four-hour news cycle and making normal people celebrities. Yeah. Info twenty-four-hour infotainment. It's crazy. Billion dollars, Chris Jenner. Yeah. Billion. My God. On that family because of Robert Kardashian. The fame that he got from being a part of OJ and now the camera's aimed at his family. And then she capitalized off it and everything. Three people in a race to the bottom. You won! The Big Party Show. On Omaha's number one hit music station. Channel 94.1.